Hey there, I'm Natalie Abbott, and this is The Dwell Podcast. At Dwell, we help you memorize one Bible verse every month. On our weekly podcast, we talk about what our verse means, how it's challenging us, and about how the God of the universe wants to connect with us in our daily lives. Welcome back to the Dwell Podcast, everyone. It's your host, Natalie Abbott. Merry Christmas. It's December, and I'm here with my sister, Vera. What's up? Merry Christmas. Yeah, it's happening. It's happening. (sighs) It is the season. It is. And our verse this month is appropriate, I would say, for dwelling on during the Christmas holiday, helping us to remember what are we really celebrating? Um, so it's John 1:14a, and it says this: the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. I love this verse. I love this design. For those of you who haven't seen it yet, um, you should go to our Instagram. It's at dwell differently if you've never been there before. But it's like a manger. It's very cool. It's kind of funky. And I, I really love this. I love this verse. It's so cool. I love the design too. You're right. It's awesome. Whenever they were like coming up with different designs, they had like a couple different possible things. And the manger one was like, yes, that's it for sure. Done. Yeah. And it's not so much of a manger that you're like, I'm wearing a Christmas tattoo. Like you could wear it in July. If you <laughs> but um, it's kind of funky and cool. I, I really love it. I do too. It's amazing. All right. So we are talking today about Jesus coming to earth and being with us. I just, I love the way that this verse says that he made his dwelling among us. He became flesh like we are and made his dwelling among us. Like it was intentional. He, the maker of all things became a made being like a human that he had made, right? So Mm -hmm. crazy. And to do that, to just, to be with us, right? And to to offer us um, the ability to be with him forever. Mm -hmm. So good. I I love thinking about God and thinking about the different ways we experience him. So like God, the father, the maker, the creator, you have Mm -hmm. a spirit that lives in you. You have... Christ who came and lived the same experienced the world, the way you experience the world, like as a person. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also his, the word who is Jesus, but like the Bible being this living thing um, that we can hold in our hands and know God through. Um, mm-hmm. I just love kind of thinking about that, like how creative it is that he's in the, those, those forms and how we can interact with him in those different parts of who God is um, mm-hmm. with, you know, that's not a very eloquent way to say that I'm sure, but <laughs> um, just to experience him. Um, I love thinking about Christ being here and seeing the world through human eyes and mm-hmm. um, just being able to walk the life that, I, I wake up and, and walk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. That his experience was our experience and that we, he couldn't completely relate. Um, and I think about that and his humanity for me makes him feel more relatable. Mm-hmm. Like 
you know, that, that every temptation that I, that I have, he had every struggle, every conflict, you know, interpersonal conflict, Jesus had that, you know, Jesus can relate to us though, in every possible way that, that we have lived he also can relate that he he was tempted in every way that we were tempted and yet was without sin mm -hmm. he felt hunger he felt he got he was weary like he got worn out just like we do mm -hmm. um he had struggles he had um you know interpersonal conflict just like we have and i feel like him experience experiencing that as a human it it just helps me feel like yeah he gets it mm -hmm. not that he wouldn't have otherwise but there is a sense in which he he walked the same place that I'm walking now. And totally. he knows what it feels like. And it's this, it's way, I mean, God would have known that without having sent Jesus as a human and, and like flesh, he would have known all of it. But it makes it feel so intimate that he would send mm -hmm. Christ to mm -hmm. experience what we experience um, by just... I love, I love Jesus. I just do. <laughs> <laughs> so, and the thing to me that is like so profound about the way that Jesus came, you know, here we have the, the infinite God of the universe, the creator, like you said, the maker, you know, the father of all life and everything that we know, every tangible thing was thought of and made by him. And for him to come, and act the way that he acted is just mind blowing. Like to come and to be born in a barn, like, were you born in a barn? <laughs> like, yes, actually. <laughs> More like in the most humble way, it, it's so upside down to how we think about how God should act or would act. Mm -hmm. And it's such a, it's such a declaration of his character. Mm. I love that. So Jesus became flesh and he is what we we call the word is incarnation in other words he put on humanity so i want to hear vera what is what is one way that jesus being human dwelling among us being a part of 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 our experience what we experience how does that encourage you um i think it's just this idea that he is so willing to be intimate with me. Mm. There's this song that I told Natalie about that we might read through here in a minute. Um, it's by Beautiful Eulogy, which is a really cool group um, that I've listened to in the past. And this song popped up as we were designing this verse and thinking about this verse. But there's a mm. song they have called Emmanuel. And there's a line in it that says, the infinite becomes infant. Um, and then it says the maker becomes man. Um, and I think about that and I'm like, okay, this, God didn't, he could do it any way he wanted to. He could have shown mm -hmm. himself to us in any way he desired. He could have come and made a rescue plan however he wanted to. He could have just snapped his fingers. But instead, like Christ came as a baby, as an infant, the one who held everything became the most vulnerable thing it could be, he could be, and was an infant, and then lived 33 years. Like, that's, that's a, a long, long time. time to like, have to walk this earth. 
And the first mm. 30 years of it, he wasn't even yet doing like his proper ministry. Um, and so I just think about that. And I'm 33. I'm, I keep calling this my Jesus year. Um, I'm turning... <laughs> no, this is your crucifixion year. <laughs> oh, no, <that's> true. <laughs> but I'm like, I'm Jesus. I'm just like, I'm Jesus. This is, like, I keep thinking about how, like, this is how old Jesus was um, mm. in the end of his ministry and the end of his life. And um, I am turning 34 on Dece- December 34, or on December 3rd, I will be 34. Um, but anyway, and like, I've lived, I feel like I've lived a long time. And to think of Christ being here on earth for 33 years doing the deal. Um, mm. I just, it makes me love him more knowing w- what he walked through. You know, when you're mm. young and you're, you haven't seen much of the world and this isn't everybody's luxury. I mean, a lot of people experience suffering at very young ages, but you don't, I feel like as you get into your late twenties, early thirties, I'm sure as time goes on for me, as I, you know, God willing, as I'm 40 and 50 and 60 years old, you see a lot of things And um, just to know that Christ experienced the same kind of struggles of the world, it Mm -hmm. makes me feel like he knows me. There's nothing I I experience or do or feel Um, the sadness I sometimes feel or the burden I sometimes feel in the world. Mm. He felt that. And um, it, it makes me say, okay, like it gives me peace knowing what he endured and conquered and what is promised through him when my life comes to an end. Yeah. I mean, I agree, Vera. I totally agree. I think his, his experiencing, like he could have done in 33 minutes mm-hmm. or 33 days what he did in 33 Maybe that's years. what I was trying to say. Like, yeah, like he could have came as a full on human didn't have to come as big, didn't have to come as a human, didn't have to come at all. But like there are, there are far easier, less humbling ways that he could have designed mm-hmm. to enter into humanity because this, it was all planned. It wasn't like, oops, oh no, I showed up in a manger. Well, and now I'm a baby. Uh oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it wasn't like he was doing a magic trick and he got it all wrong. Like it was mm-hmm. intentional, it was uh-huh. all intentional. And it can, like I said earlier, it communicates so much of, of who he is. And, you know, like you said, I think it's just so encouraging to our hearts that we have a God who condescends to us, who crouches down and gets on the floor with us mm-hmm. and, and gets on the floor when we're, when we're on the floor ourselves and we don't know where to go. Like he is, he is the God who is with us. His name, Emmanuel means God with us. Mm-hmm. That is such a profound and different concept of any other religious idea in the history of mankind um, that you would have a, a God who serves. It's unthinkable. It's like, mm-hmm. You know, it's like if I was invited to the White House and the president served my meal mm-hmm. to me and mm-hmm. like like that doesn't happen. That's not our picture of power and mm-hmm. leadership and authority. Our picture is quite the opposite. And yet God's picture of of those things is completely upside down to us. Mm-hmm. And it is so wondrous. Like if you really think about it it's awe-inspiring. It's, mm-hmm. it's amazing. Who would do that? The very God of very gods would, would become such a, a humble servant 
and to give his life for us beyond just experiencing human suffering and human limitations, you know, to, to put off limitlessness, mm -hmm. to be limited, you know, to put off, um, you know, all of the power that and all of the glory and everything that was his due to experience what it feels like to be human and to be tired and to be, um, to be weak, even. Mm -hmm. It just is mind blowing. But I have another question for you. So mm -hmm. yes, it's encouraging, right? That, mm -hmm. that God would do that for us. If we are his people and we are his followers and we're supposed to do, to live as he lived um, and to, to love as he loved, right? Mm -hmm. um, because of what he has done for us, because he dwells inside of us, because like you said earlier, his spirit is in us, equipping us. What, how does it, how does this concept challenge you to be incarnate with people, to be Emmanuel, to be with people, not Emmanuel in the sense of you're God with people, but in some ways, yes, you have God in you and you are with people and you are his ambassador, his, his messenger, um, his representative. How can we be like Christ? How can, especially during this time of typically in American culture, Christmas time is a very selfish, me-centered kind of time of year. What do I want? What am I going to do? What do I get? Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. um, how can we sort of take this concept and make it personal to ourselves and take it as a, not just an example, but a, a mantra, like a, like, you know, that, that we would sort of put on the flesh of other people's experiences, put ourselves in other people's shoes and, and dwell with them mm -hmm. this season and be, be Christ-like to people. Yeah. I think, it, I mean, the biggest thing you kind of hit it on the head is, um, you know, <laughs> I saw somebody posted like a meme of like what November looks like preparing for the holidays. And it's like, it was a joke about like the people who start playing Christmas music on the 1st of November. That's Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it's just, it's true. It's like one of the, like for two weeks, it's like put off all other responsibilities and only focus on Christmas or whatever. And it just feels that way. It's like, I've already been thinking about, you know, all the lists that you have to make for all the people you need to buy presents for and all the, da, 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 da. it's like, um, mm -hmm. something I told my husband was like, I want to carve out the space for the things that are actually important that actually celebrate the season and, and Jesus. And like, we need to save those spots on our calendar because mm -hmm. if, if we go through the season and we don't do the things that actually bring life and that are focused on Christ and like focused on others and um, telling people about Jesus, this is, this is like such a great opportunity to just share with people what, what you know to be true in your life about how Jesus came in, for me and mm -hmm because he was here on earth 2000 years ago and it, and the spirit is in me i experience life differently and it should look mm -hmm. different and to be able to share that with people during the season it matters um and so i think it's it's just carving out an, a space to be intentional about being with people not mm -hmm. buying buying for people which is what i feel the pressure to do <laughs> right but to actually be with people even if it's mm -hmm. as simple as, hey, I'm picking up Chipotle, I'm coming over at five, and we're going to eat this Chipotle, and I want to know how you're doing. 
um, mm-hmm. like just simple things like that. It, it, it will bring f- just fruit in a season mm-hmm. that is the best kind of gift. Mm. Yeah. There's a thing that my husband always says, um, and he's, he says it about silly things, but it's, it's, it's applicable. I think here he'll say, um, you know, like if we have kids playing soccer, he'll say soccer is for us. We are not for soccer Hmm. or, you know, as Jesus says, um, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath, right? Hmm. Christmas this season of celebrating the incarnation of our Lord was made for us, not us for it. Mm-hmm. We are not slaves to Christmas. Christmas is for, <laughs> for our being, for mm-hmm. our well-being, for our joy, for our celebration. And it's possible. It is, it is possible to enjoy this Christmas. Mm-hmm. It is possible to, to, to worship and to be inspired and encouraged and challenged by the incarnation of Christ. It is possible for us to be incarnational people with our friends and with our family and to be filled with the real joy of Jesus this season. Yes. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. I just, I love that. I love it. I love thinking about it. And I'm, can I read this? I'm going to read this. Just go. You go, girl. Okay. So this this song, Emmanuel, I mentioned a minute ago. Um, I'm not going to read the whole thing. Um, it, it maybe I will. I don't know because it goes. You just into, go. I'm gonna read the whole thing. Um, Do it. Yeah. It just is like I. I want you to close your eyes and I want you to actually think about what he's what he's saying here. So lift lift up your eyes and see the riches of the all sufficient King seated on His throne in glory. See his scepter that stretches the expanse of unmeasured space. Hear him who holds all things together declare, all things are mine without exception. See the curiosity of the cosmos as Christ condescends to his most cherished creatures. See the astonishment of angels as the Almighty advances towards earth. See the humility of the pre-existent king born of a virgin birth. The infinite becomes infant, the maker becomes man, the divine becomes despised, and the Christ is crucified. The author of all creation cursed upon the tree that he himself spoke into being, and the Lord of life was laid in the tomb, but the grave could not contain him, and so the Son of Man was raised to life. But why? To draw near, to pierce our greatest fear to shed satisfying blood on our behalf, to give back the life we were meant to have, to enjoy, to hear, to adore, to taste, and to look with peace upon our Savior's face and to embrace him with an undying faith, to interpose all his worthiness into us and serve the most unworthy and undeserving. He is our God and we are mere men made by him. We are not like him, but he loves us and moves among us. The great uncreated and the created no longer separated. He is Emmanuel, God with us. Boom. It's so good. It's so good. (laughs) The song is so good. The song, go listen to it. It just, this idea, I love imagining 
what the angels were thinking as they saw this happening. They were probably like, what? What's going on? Hold on. <laughs> what are you doing going down there? Why would um, you do that? <laughs> and just, uh, yeah, just to imagine that, it just brings me such such a vivid image of um, just this great separation and how he made that made up the gap. I mean, it's just beautiful. It's amazing. <sighs> Did I make I you love cry? It. Maybe just a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's, it was just so, it's just so, I mean, ah, it's so good. I mean, the, the, the poem, the, the song is beautiful, but the concept behind it is mind blowing. Mm. So good. Well, Vera, that's it. We are, we're past time here, but we I don't it. even care. I'm not, I don't it. even care. That it's, was so good. It's been good. And also my computer just told me that it's about ready to shut down if I don't plug it in. So <laughs> we done. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, I love you. And this is love you. Merry Christmas. Class. Merry Christmas. Yes. Okay. Bye. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Dwell Podcast. You can find out more about us at Dwell Differently on Instagram, Facebook, and at dwelldifferently.com online. We help people connect with God through scripture memory, daily posts, a weekly blog, and of course, this podcast.